Southern Leadership Conference for fall. Again, mark your calendars for October the 6th through October 8th. That's a Thursday through Saturday. There will be an opportunity to worship and fellowship with our dear brothers and sisters from the Atlantic District. Get a chance to meet and spend time with leaders who can share their experiences and encourage us as we go the rest of the mile in the journey with the Lord. Please mark your calendars. We're also celebrating our church's 100th centennial. And of course, the 2023 year is going to mark Foursquare's centennial year. All along, we'll be celebrating 100 years of ministry, miracles, and movement of God through the Foursquare and U.S. and around the globe. This is a once-in-a-lifetime commemoration, which we will not only look back at our history and how faithful God has been, but will also intentionally look forward to the next 100 years. If you find that you will be joining us in uh, Anaheim, California, please feel free to do so. Mark your calendars from May the 29th through June 1st, 2023. And you can also visit foursquare.org and go to events. This concludes our announcements, and we want to say again, welcome to our worship. May God bless you, and if you would kindly receive the announcements accordingly. God bless. Amen, amen. You know, I don't know if I missed something, but I'm not sure that I heard Sister Christine remind us that when we travel in October, it will be a special time. Did she mention that? Okay, just a reminder, when we travel in October, it will be the ordination of Pastor Christine Jackson. So if you can make it, please join us for that special occasion. It will be a life-impacting event, but also a once-in-a-lifetime chance to share with her in that opportunity. So thank, thank you so you. much. All right. Thank you. Yes, yes, most definitely. So Brother Hillary, hopefully I'll get to meet you soon. <laughs> All right. Amen. All right. So I'm going to go into a few minutes of praise and worship. I see my, my streaming is, is freezing here a little bit. So we're just going to pray that technology will prevail as we move on, as we move on. Come on, we sing together. Child get cancer. 
hands heavenward one more time. Well, Lord, this is that ocean. This is that place, Father, where you lead us. Faith without borders. Lord, I pray tonight in Jesus' name that as we step out and into all that you have for us, as we have the courage sometimes to step into the great unknown, that there we meet Jesus and we meet the will of God and we meet the purpose of God and we meet the promise of God and we meet the goodness of God. Lord, give us that courage. Give us that Holy Spirit boldness to keep on trusting you, to walk on those waters. Lord, to go into that great unknown at times, but knowing that the God of all knowledge, omnipresent, omniscient, omnipotent God, that you lead us and you take us. Father, we thank you for what you've accomplished here tonight. Lord, it's only the start. We're excited about Jerusalem, the temple, just a couple of days' time. Father, we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 I want to just share, yes, as we step out on those borders each and every day, as our pastor has stepped out in that foreign nation, you know, just allowing or asking the spirit to lead him. But every day we wake up and step out our doors, we ought to ask the spirit to lead us, to lead us. Amen. Amen. All right. I will bring up our faith statement. (laughs) Share my screen here. Coming up slowly. It's coming. Can someone let me know if they can see it yet on their end? Uh, there's just a bar over top of it. Okay. Uh, like a black bar. Yes. Is that gone now? Uh, it's still there. It's still there. Okay. Okay. The black bar is gone on my end. Mm-hmm. But you can still see still. the words. You, you can still read it. Okay. Oh, there, there you go. All right. Yeah. All right. Thank you. I'm just, just waiting on technology. <laughs> okay. Yes. All right. I will read the first line. Congregation, read the second line. And then if we can, all close with the last line in Scripture together. We believe the Bible is God-inspired. 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17. We believe, we believe God is trial. Father, Father Son, Son, and Holy Spirit. Spirit. 
Second Corinthians, Corinthians 13:14. We believe that man was created in the image of God, but that by voluntary disobedience he fell from perfection. Romans 5:12. We believe that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us, signing the pardon of all who believe on him. John 3.16, Romans 5.8. We believe that we have no righteousness and must come to God pleading the righteousness of Christ. Ephesians 2 and 8. We believe that upon sincere repentance and a wholehearted acceptance of Christ, we are justified before God. We believe that the change which takes place in the heart and life at conversion is a very real one. Second Corinthians five seventeen, Galatians two and twenty. We believe that it is the will of God that we be sanctified daily, going constantly in the faith. We believe that baptism by immersion is an outward sign of an inward work. Matthew 28:19. We believe in the commemoration of the Lord's Supper by the symbolic use of the bread and juice of the vine. 1 Corinthians 11, 24 and 25. We believe that the baptism with the Holy Spirit is to endure the believer with power and that his incoming is after the same manner as in Bible days. Acts 2 and 4. Now, everyone together, we believe, we believe that it is the will of God that we walk in the Spirit daily. Ephesians 4, 33, 32. Amen, amen, amen. Amen. Thank you all. Thank you all. Okay. Now I'm going to stop sharing. We'll go away from me here. Okay. So I will be uh, leading us in our message for today. And for some reason, this other camera seems to be acting up. <laughs> Technology, come on, workforce, workforce. 
is well. Mm -hmm. It is well. It is well. Meanwhile, I'll come over here, and if it comes back, so be it. <laughs> okay. Amen. Amen. So our topic for today as our pastor or our senior pastor, our shepherd is away. So on one of his favorite, the power of prayer. And I will be taking us to a couple of scriptures, to one which I'm going to start in James 5, verse 15. But as I open... I want to start by saying each and every time we pray, we are to pray to the Father through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, who died for us. So, Father, as I pray, help me today. As I share this message that you've given me, I ask that, as always, there may be black ink on this paper but Father, have your way, have your way, Yeshua. Lead and guide us. And where someone is supposed to make emphasis on something that is shared, may they receive it. Where it may not need to be for one, but one for another, may it be received in the manner in which you will have for it to be received. Father, this is public information this is in our Bible. We can find it in various books. We can even find it on Google, Father. But we want to bring back certain perspectives today to help us have a better relationship with you. So, Father, may we learn something new today in communicating with you for not just ourselves or not just when we need something, but for others that are in need, so that as we pass them by or as we come up upon them on the streets, a total stranger, we will be equipped with your tool, the power of prayer. In Jesus' name, I pray and I thank you. Have your way. Amen. Amen. As I pray, allow me to hear your voice. As we pray every day, it's an opportunity, not just for God to hear our voice, but for us to be able to hear his and say, speak to me, Heavenly Father. We don't always have to go and find a quiet space to pray. Hallelujah. We can be in the midst of chaos and yet we can still pray and he will still hear our voices. So as we pray, don't just hear our voices, Father. We ask that every time you pray, you will hear our hearts. Because we all know the words of our mouth may not always equate to what is on our heart. Yes, yes, yes. You know, so many times... We search and our, our brain starts to scramble on us when we're doing, I know for me, public prayer, right? And I'll say, nope, if it's of the Lord, it will come down. But sometimes the twisting of the tongue, it gets to stammering because our physical being may get a little nervous, you know, or, or you know, may our mind may want to say something else. 
And then Holy Spirit leads us to say another. And then it comes out of the tongue and it's like a little discombobulated at times. But only very seldom does that happen. Because when we are praying for others, Holy Spirit will normally lead us. And we just have to get out of the way and let Holy Spirit lead. I know just like with our sermons, when I say we have a lot of black ink on the paper, right? We have a whole lot of things that we've studied for weeks, a little bit here, a little bit there, a little there, and we've compiled our notes and we're all ready. But when that time comes, as we pray, Lord, we always say, have your way. Because that allows us to be as one with our Holy Spirit. Amen. So the purpose of prayer today, within the power of prayer, is to change something. When you think about it, whether it be me or the situation, something has to get out of the way. Something needs to be changed normally when we pray. We don't just always pray to be praying. Even when we're just saying a good morning prayer, we're praying for something in the atmosphere to change because we're asking for a blessed or a safe day, safe journey, safe passage, something that's out there needs to be changed in the atmosphere when our prayer takes place. So unbeknownst to us, we may think we're just giving praises sometimes, but something in the atmosphere is changing. When we are suffering, we pray. When those around us are suffering, we pray. When we're happy, cheerful, glad, we pray. We give praises. Yes, let us praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah for the voices that he gives us and allows us to be heard. When those around us are happy, let us come together and praise God together at all times, at all times. Let us praise him. Let us praise him. So let's go into a, into these different types of prayer because they're more than just suffering and praising. So if you would turn with me now to James 5, 15. And I'll be reading from the King James Version. And it says, And the prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he have committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. Now, you know, we've often, as saints, questioned that. To say when we are praying for others, that we're asking for them to be healed. We're putting ourselves on the line, asking for those individuals to be healed. But in this context, prayer is offered in faith for someone who is sick, asking God to heal them. But we're standing on our faith. And when we pray, we are to believe in the power and goodness of God. Because when we are praying 
for someone to be healed and we're standing on our faith. We are believing what church? That is already done. Amen. Amen. So just a little further confirmation there. Go with me to Mark 9 and 23. And I'm in the King James Version still. But verse 23 says, Jesus said unto him, If thou canst believe all things are possible to him that believeth. So when we pray, the prayer of faith that is, when we are praying for someone's healing, we are believing that it is already done. So what is another prayer? Because we pray the prayer of faith quite often, you would say, right? So let's move into the prayer of agreement, which is also known as what we do together, corporate prayer. And if you would turn with me to Acts chapter one, and that is verse 14. And after Jesus' ascension, the disciples all joined together constantly in prayer. And later, after Pentecost, the early church devoted themselves to prayer. But in Acts 1, we start with, these all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brethren. They all came together in that upper room. Not just the disciples, but even his mother and his brothers and his sisters came. They all came in the upper room. So now, please turn with me to Acts 2, verse 24. And it reads, whom God hath raised up, having loosed the pains of death, because it was not possible that he should be holden of it. There, as I said, after Pentecost and the early church devoted themselves to prayer, and then their example encouraged us to pray with others. Because see, if we didn't have their example, if we didn't have their testimony, if we didn't have their witness, we wouldn't be faithful to pray. Because we now, you know, as they wrote this, they didn't know. But now we have the upper hand because we can read it and we can look back and we know what took place. So therefore, it makes it all so much easier for us to stand on this. But as they were going through it was new to them, but yet they were able to see the miracles that took place when they came together. But in corporate prayer, they were also able to comfort one another because they were all hurting. Or should I say, 
not necessarily hurt in all corporate prayer, but they were all feeling the same thing or they were all on one accord and they needed to move a mountain. Let me put it that way, right? So they all had the same end result, excuse me, the same goal, but they had to come together in the corporate prayer to get the same end result. So that is the purpose or the beauty in corporate prayer because you know that our scripture says when there are two or more, right, together, that blessings go up, right? Um, excuse me, praises go up, but blessings come down because we're all on one accord, meaning I may not get there the same way you do. Sister Christine, I may not say the same words that you do, right? Or Mama CJ, I may not be as articulate as you are in my prayer, but we all have the same goal. We just go about it a different way. Brother Hillary, I may decide to jog there. And, and Mama CJ is like, you go right ahead. I'll see you when I get there, right? But we all have the same goal, which gives us, as long as we're on one accord, the same end result. So the next one, after the corporate prayer, is the prayer of supplication. Now, this one we're famous for. We're always asking for something. So we're, this is a prayer of request, right? And if you would go with me to Ephesians 6 and 18 for that scripture. But before we go there, we are to take our request to God because he teaches us do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, Philippians 4 and 6, in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. What did I say? Ephesians 6 and 18? Yes. Thank you. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching Thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. That's like, okay, you use the word in the definition. So what does that mean? Supplication. Part of winning the spiritual battle is to be praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and might. You see, our supplication is our request but it's in a humble way, not a you owe me type of way, all right? So when we make that prayer of request, he's telling us, don't be so anxious. Don't be so anxious because that can make us rather bold or in some terms greedy, you know, or in some terms, uh, what is it? When, when, when uh, we feel as though we deserve, what's that word, saints? When, when we feel like it, it, it's we deserve this, but it's another term for it. Entitled. Entitled. There you go. Thank you, Pastor Christine. Yes. Entitled. We don't want to come to him that way because that's prideful. So we have to make sure that we make our requests in a humble manner, not being anxious. And he says that he will give us our heart's desire. And that's when we have to be careful 
because he will give us our heart's desire. And you may find out that your heart's desire did not lead you or end up with what you really needed or what you really wanted. See, something may look pretty on the outside, right? But God can see the end result. See, he can see through it. We can only see the surface. So we can't tell whether it's deteriorated, rotten, or whatever on the inside. And that can be a person or, or thing or something we're going to eat, okay? That's why we have to pray over it all. Our meals, our relationships, we have to pray over it all because he can see through it. We can only see the outside. So, But when we come and humble ourselves, and don't be entitled, don't be anxious, don't be greedy, just be patient. Humble yourselves and ask for your prayer. Make your request known. And after your request is made known, the next one is the prayer of thanksgiving. So you got to start giving praise before you get it, right? Because you are praying. You've already prayed. So now our father is working in his time to give it to us. So that next prayer needs to be the prayer that we've already received it, the prayer of thanksgiving. So now I'm going to go to Philippians 4 and 6. And as I'm going there, I want to remind us, we see so many people looking like they are happy on the outside. We see so many people with, not to offend anybody, Lamborghinis, Mercedes, sports cars, and all those types of things. We see couples walking out of the house together. We see the children well-dressed and all these things. That's on the outside. You have no idea what they are going through on the inside or what they had to go through to obtain those material things. You see, that husband and wife could have been having to, trying to have a child for years. And you see two, but you don't know how many they may have lost. That husband and wife may have the Lamborghinis or the Mercedes in their driveway, but yet the children that God has blessed them with they have to work so much that they never have time to enjoy those children or spend time with them. So the children want their parents' attention. Yes, they dress well. They go to the best schools. They ride in the best rides. But the children are still lacking the love of their parents. So we cannot always look at the situation from the outside and become, what is the word, envious, we have to always stay in the prayer mode of thanksgiving, being thankful for what we have and thankful for the prayer that is about to be answered. Pray as if you've already received it. So the prayer of thanksgiving, Philippians 4 and 6 reads, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. 
And as he said uh, in the prayer of request, then when the prayer of thanksgiving comes, thanksgiving or thanks to God. With thanksgiving, let your requests be known. But many examples of thanksgiving prayers can be found in the book of Psalms. When we go through the book of Psalms and we hear David praying, David has such, we, we say love songs in there, right? And poetry, but he's praying for what God has taken him through because he's been through. I mean, when we look at his life from the very beginning, right? We know that he has gone through. So most of, most of his prayers are prayers of thanksgiving. And then when he's even saying, asking a prayer request for the future, for the present time or the future, he's singing songs and giving praises because he knows he's standing in his faith and he knows that his God, our God, is going to carry him through. So he's able to sing about it. He's able to make a sweet melody out of it because he knows that it's already going to take place. So our prayer of thanksgiving, what did we say earlier? Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, right? It doesn't matter <laughs> whether you're tone deaf or not, or whether you can carry that tone, that sweet melody sounds sweet to our father all the time because it's coming from you, his precious child. It's coming from you and it's coming from your heart. It's not you following the Joneses and it's not you being envious of the Joneses. It's you giving a prayer of thanksgiving because he supplies all your needs. He may not give you all your wants, at least not right at that time, but he's still going to supply all your needs. So now let's go to our prayer of worship. And we're going to go back to the book of Acts, if we may. Chapter 13. And the prayer of worship is very similar to the prayer of thanksgiving because we just said that's, it's praises, right? So what's the difference in worship and praises? The difference is that worship focuses on who God is. We say it again. The prayer of worship focuses on who God is. The prayer of thanksgiving focuses on what God has done. Got that? So when we go for our prayer of worship, like when we start our church service, we start in praise and worship, we're praising him for what he has done, but we're also praising him for who he is because he can't do it if it was not for who he was or who he is, excuse me. So not past tense. Don't want to get it into past tense. I'm talking past praise, not past tense. Okay. All right. So then we go to our church leaders. Our church leaders in Antioch prayed in this manner with fasting. While they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, and that's where am I? Acts 13, 2 and 3. As they, 
Acts 13, 2 and 3. Excuse me if I said 14, but Acts 13, 2 and 3. As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, Separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work whereunto I have called them. And when they had fasted and prayed and laid their hands on them, they sent them away because they were covered. They were covered. They supplied them with everything they needed as they fasted and prayed. And you know what pastor shared with us? With, with our brothers and sisters in India? They fasted and they prayed for 50 days so that his passage would be safe. They fasted and they prayed for 50 days so he would have safe passage. And when that devil tried to rear his head and tried to, he gave us a day delay. Mm, we'll give him that, right? One day delay. But then the saints came back in because see, we fasted and prayed beforehand. And then when the date came, it's like, okay, it's done, right? Safe passage, traveling mercies, it's already done. But I guess what happened was, again, our atmosphere. See, we got comfortable because the day had come. We had prayed all that time into it. And then it was time for him to leave. We let our guard down. And Satan got in just that, just that time, just that, that window and tried to cancel it. The saints raised up again and got back on the prayer lines, got back on their knees, got back on their bellies, stood straight up, but we got back into prayer, the prayer of worship for our God, for who he is. And if this, as we said, this trip was ordained by him. So we had to pray to our Lord and Savior for who he is because we can't fight the battle ourselves. So we had to reach out to him to say, Lord, if it is your will, then it will be done. And those tickets were released the very next day. Hallelujah. Talking about praise and worship, talking about testimonies. We got one right there within the midst of all of that within two days. He heard our prayers and he answered them. Now, the prayer of consecration. If you would go with me to Matthew 26. And excuse me as I'm flipping through just like you are. <laughs> All right, Matthew 26, verse 39. Let me back up here. And he went a little further and fell on his face. Mm, doesn't it sound like something we just said, right? And prayed, saying, Oh, my father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou wilt. In other words, sometimes prayer is a time of setting ourselves apart. 
prayer of consecration, we have to die to ourselves. That's one time that dying can be positive or in a good light, right? That we're not leaving the face of this earth forever in this human body, you know, that our spirit will dwell, but we have to kill self to allow our spirit to dwell. And in this prayer of consecration, uh, when we set ourselves apart to follow God's will, we see even Jesus had to do it. We see even Jesus had to do it. When Jesus made such a prayer the night before his crucifixion, you know, and it's almost like when we go and I'll use work, if I can, for lack of other examples, we know that when we go to work, everyone in our space is not on the same accord, on one accord. So we pray before we go there. And we also pray that he will be with us, that something, something doesn't kick off and cause us to act unbecoming of a Christ follower. Because somebody is waiting to see that, right? If you didn't know. We also wonder sometimes if the projects that we're working on, are they really useful? Who are they benefiting? Because it seems like we're just there setting the clock. It's all in an eight, nine, or 10 hour day, right? But the work that we're working on, when we submit the task, as Jesus did, remember, he was here and he walked the earth. He was 30 years old, right? But that ministry took place in him making disciples and everything in a matter of what? Three years. Okay, so even though he was in training for 27 years, right? Well, from from the time he was, I can't even say a teenager because he went in, in, in what about 11? I think they tell us 10 or 11 or 12 years old when he first went in the temple and started teaching, right? But then, yes, he was 30, and three years he walked with the disciples, and in three years he had his heart broken. In three years, he was upset. In three years, he saw that there were things that he simply could not change or that were not meant for him to change, put it that way, because he could have changed it, but they were not meant for him to change. It wasn't his assignment. And he stayed true to his assignment. And the night before it was time for them to arrest him, he even said, God, you know, I need a little more time because they still don't get it. You know, they, they still don't get it. And not just that, even while he asked them to watch, be on lookout for him, he went back to them, what, three times? As, as, as he knew what was about to take place and he warned them as best he could, but if you're on guard duty, you know that's a no-no. You cannot fall asleep on guard duty. And each time he went back, they had fallen asleep. Their bodies were so tired, the flesh, that they had fallen asleep and forgot all about the mission at hand. But Jesus went to pray. And he took his best of the best with him, right? So they could be watchful while he went into a place of solitude to pray. And while he was there, he knew that they weren't ready, but he also knew that it would take much more time 
than what he had. And he had to say, God, I really don't want to do this. Can you imagine in the flesh? I am about to lay down my life for what? For them? The ones that are sleeping on duty? <laughs> or for those hypocritical Pharisees and Sadducees that, you know, want to go by their own rules and principalities? They don't honor you, Father. Why am I going to lay down my life for them? But he had to cut it short and remember his mission, his assignment. And he said, Lord, if not my will, your will, and it will be done. Consecration. Have we done this for our children before? We'll put something aside and we'll put ourselves second maybe even third, right, to honor them so that they can have something that we think they need or even something they want. We may have not had the money in our budget at the time, but we sacrificed to give them. And that is our prayer of consecration. Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. And he had to pause and remember, nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. And he laid down his life and allowed them to come and take him. Because he could have done it or he could have called the angels to stop it. But he did not. The prayer of consecration. The next time you intercede for someone, remember what you are doing here. This prayer of consecration. You have laid prostrate down for somebody because they needed a prayer, whether it was a sickness or some other situation taking place. You've laid down on your hands and your knees and put your face to the floor and gave, given it all up to the Father. And it wasn't always for you. The prayer of consecration. All right. Now that takes us to, and let me try to wrap up, the prayer of intercession. Many times our prayers include requests for others as we intercede for them, right? Similar to consecration. We were told to make intercession for everyone. Go with me to John 17. And Jesus serves as our example for what we just witnessed from Matthew 26 and 39. But the whole of John 17 is a prayer of Jesus on behalf of his disciples and all the believers. So when you have a chance, I'm going to just read the first verse, but when you have a chance, go back to John 17, as that is a prayer of Jesus, interceding for the disciples. These words spoke Jesus and lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour is come. Glorify thy son, that thy son also may glorify thee. He was interceding for all of us. 
not just the disciples on that day. He put his body, his self in the line of fire, just as he is today. As we are supposed to close our prayers through Jesus' name, because he is constantly interceding for us. The prayer of impeccatory prayers are found in Psalms, in the Psalms. We can go to Psalm 7. We won't go through all of them. In Psalm 7, it reads of David, which he sang. Remember I talked about the songs that David sang. David sang unto the Lord concerning the words of Cush, the Benjamite. O Lord, my God, in thee do I put my trust. Save me from all them that persecute me and deliver me. He put that in a praise and worship. As he said, pray for my enemies right? Pray for my enemies, okay? And they are used to evoke God's judgment on the wicked and thereby avenge the righteous. Remember, revenge is not for us. And we cannot pray to rightfully ask God to kill somebody on our behalf, right? (laughs) Even though a lot of times... Our minds may think it, move them, you know, remove them. We have to be also careful. But the prayer of imprecation or the imprecatory prayers are ways in which you can ask for God's judgment on the individual, removing the judgment from you because we are not to judge. How are we any better than anyone else? But Placing the onus on God, on the wicked, and therefore, and therefore avenging the righteous. The Psalmists use this type of appeal to emphasize the holiness of God and the surety of his judgment. Jesus also teaches us in Matthew 5 and 44, he teaches us to pray for blessings on our enemies not cursings, blessings. So the next time someone opposes you, bless them. Hear me again. The next time someone opposes you, bless them. And I'm not saying you have to say, oh, bless you to them because then they'll think you're being sarcastic. You know, however, The next time you're standing before the court and it looks like all odds are against you, look at those accusers and you say to God in your sweet, small voice, Lord, bless them all. Bless them all. And the Bible also speaks of praying in the spirit. Now, this was a new one to me. We didn't really talk about what we talked about praying in tongues, but when we talk about praying in the spirit, we didn't put it in the list of the different types of prayers. You see what I'm saying? Because um, we have a list of different types of prayers and then 
we have speaking in tongues, which is normally for done for spiritual warfare. When you need that language that Satan cannot intercept. But if you would turn with me to 1 Corinthians verse 14. For if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prayeth, but my understanding is unfruitful. 15 goes on to say, why is it then I will pray with the spirit and I will pray with the understanding also. I will sing with the spirit and I will sing with the understanding also. You see, all prayers, when we're unable to think of adequate words, remember I talked about, you know, the mind wants to say one thing, the Holy Spirit starts downloading something else. In those times, the spirit himself makes intercession for us. So it's not just within spiritual warfare when we don't want Satan to intercede. It's a prayer for us when the battle is bigger than us and we can't find the words to use. And you can speaking words that you do not understand. But guess who understands them? Holy Spirit is leading your words right up for our Heavenly Father to hear. They're not being backed down. They're not being cast out. They're not being defeated by any of the evil ones because they don't understand them either. It's a direct line of communication between the Holy Spirit in you to our Heavenly Father. And again, I know a lot of people question speaking in the Holy Spirit or speaking in tongues. So that is more fruit for you to go and research or to study for yourself. But prayer is conversation with God and should be made without ceasing. First Thessalonians 5, 16 and 18 tells us that. So as we grow in our love of Jesus Christ, we will naturally desire to talk to him every day as a friend, not as someone, gimme, 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 every time we want something. As we grow more in love, we will grow closer to him to have normal conversations, two-way conversations. You speak, he listens, he speaks, you listen. So as I close, in every situation, let us remember to go to God with everything and let us learn to trust him with everything. Is any among you afflicted? Let him pray. Is any merry? Let him sing songs. John, James, excuse me, 5 and 13. Family, I pray. It is my prayer that something within this lesson was able to not just teach you, but open the door for different types of prayer to know that you can pray to our God in any situation. It doesn't just have to be a crisis. It doesn't just have to be when you want something. 
It does not have to be when someone has hurt you or you have been hurt for not just by someone, but any circumstances. Because remember, the circumstances may be there and you may pray for it or about it. And you may find out that when God deals with it, it was not the circumstances he moved. It was you away from the situation. Amen. 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 All right. Thank you, family, so much for the power of prayer today. <laughs> Amen. We surely praise God for that awesome, rich, and full word on the power of prayer. And you graciously walked us through the different types of prayer. Corporate prayer, the prayer of supplication, the prayer of thanksgiving, the prayer of worship, consecration, the prayer of intercession. And then I love how you closed it with uh, Psalm 7, that we're to ask for God's judgment when we are despitefully used or um, feel as though we've been overtaken by the oppressor, but the result is we are to bless the oppressor mm -hmm. in the midst, because God is truly the final judge, and he's going to have the final say. This right here is a study within itself. Yeah. How it works. Oh, you bless God for this awesome, anointed, rich. And then you came with examples that are natural examples. Mm -hmm. Examples that we might go through on the job. Things in our personal lives. But at the end of the day, the power of prayer is, going, is what is going to change things. So, yeah. Pastor Tiffany, this was an awesome, awesome not just a uh, message, but it was a teaching on the power of prayer. Mm -hmm. We bless God for, again, this rich and awesome word. Amen. Truly, truly a blessing. And then the assignment you gave us that we should go back mm -hmm. and read. You know, you gave us an assignment to go back and read John 7, 17. Mm -hmm. Yeah. John 17, you gave. And 1 Corinthians 14, Romans 26 Romans 8 and 26. Mm -hmm. So we bless God again mm -hmm. for the woman of God who has graced us with the awesome power of prayer. Amen. Mm -hmm. Bless the Lord. God mm -hmm. bless you. God bless. God bless you. Thank you. God bless you. Yes. So at this time, do we have anyone that um, would like to render uh, a request for prayer? And again, this is such an appropriate message to, again, submit, uh, again, under the mighty hand and power of God, our prayer requests at this time. Anyone desiring prayer for either yourself or someone else? I see Mama CJ. And before, we, God, Mama CJ. before we move into the request, because of the... Um, we never know the nature of the request uh, for the family that's joining us live stream on YouTube or Facebook. We pray that um, you have a blessed day as we close out. Remember that our God is always for with us and he does, is not a man that will lie. If you ask him, he says he will give it. And if he says he will give it, then it will come. It may not be tomorrow but it will be done. His will will be done. Amen. Amen. So let me stop our streaming here. Amen. All right. Recording stops. All right. Thank you all so much. Praise the Lord, Mama CJ. 
Praise the Lord, thanks and most high God. And I really thank my daughter um, for uh, this beautiful sermon on prayer because I've been asking God uh, throughout this situation at the co op. I've never experienced anything um, quite this feature, but I know exactly where it's coming from. And I'm just praising God. He will open others' eyes uh, that they too may see how the enemy is really using them in a terrible way. So we did not win the injunction, we have been to cease and desist. But the Lord keeps granting us time.
know, regulations didn't happen. So now the judge wants to say, well, everybody that's delinquent, you ought to give them a, man, a payment plan. Well, we've already offered them payment plans. And they ain't sticking to them. <laughs> and it's not fair to those who have been there for many years, over 20-some years, that don't cause any problems, have never been in, you know, have always been in good standing. And uh, always, no matter what might be wrong with their unit. But I told them, I said, I want Mr. Lord's home. Excuse me? What's our prayer request? Amen. Okay, the prayer request is to get Mr. Lord's home. God, as you continue to extend time, oh God, we thank you right now in the name of Jesus that you are in the midst, O oh God, and that you will see, O oh God, that righteousness takes place. Father God, we just again just ask that you would oversee the entire situation, O oh God, O oh God, oh, from the association, Lord God, which is privately owned, Lord God, to all of the jurisdictions, Lord God, that become involved as key decision makers. God, we ask in the name of Jesus for Mr. Loris, God. Now, she's been displaced, God, since May. But in the natural, she's displaced. But, Lord God, she is not displaced from you. So as you again encamp your angels around about her, God, we thank you, God, that this matter, Lord God, is coming to a close. And for everything that she, Lord God, had to experience from the comfort, away from the comfort of her home, God, we ask that you would just give her a double portion. Oh, God, of favor, oh, God naturally, spiritually, physically, God, and emotionally, God. We ask right now in the name of Jesus, God, that you move swiftly. And as this additional 30 days has been granted, God, for more time, God, we ask again that you would redeem the time that has been lost, God. And the time, oh God, where there was nothing, where the, there was no movement, God, there was no decisions, God, for all of the time, oh God, that again, nothing took place. We ask again for your redemptive power, Oh, God, to expedite and to do it suddenly, Lord God, in this situation. We just bless your name, God, and we just, again, we're waiting, Lord God, for the testimony, God, that will ring into the atmosphere, that will not just encourage those, Lord, in the co-op, God, but others who may be experiencing the same thing. Oh, God, we'll hear again that you are able, even in a situation like this. So we just ask, oh, God, again, your precious righteousness in this matter, God, and that it will soon come to a close with a positive result for the co-op. We just thank you and bless you. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Mama C.J., you're a champion. I know a lot of people would have threw up their hands by now. I know I would have. That's a lot. Yes, and you're at it. And believe me, I'm feeling it. Hallelujah. I'm so thankful for my child. You have to take no vacation and do all the things for me that she would help me to, you know, not to stress out and all that. Yes. But God has shown me what the future holds for that for that property. Mm. And as he opens eyes. And as he opens eyes. Everyone will win. 
everyone will win. Amen. Except the dissenters. Amen. 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 Brother Hillary, I was going to say, Brother Hillary, before we go, how are you doing? And did you have any prayer requests? Uh, yes, I do. Um, mm -hmm. Actually, there are three. Okay. Um, our dear mother, Vincent, she did pass away. Okay. Poor saints of God, we have been praying. But mm -hmm. she peacefully, I was told, passed away mm -hmm. and asked her son, who is the pastor uh, of the ministry, that uh, Mother Benson's husband, now deceased, had started back in 1958. Um, she was speaking in tongues as she transitioned. So we just bless God for, you know, her life. And uh, we ask her to keep the ministry and uh, the family in prayer. And then for Ramona who is in the Maryland area. Uh, she is the, the daughter, stepdaughter of Brother Carr. She had a stroke. So we ask if we can keep Ramona in prayer. And she is, uh, you know, locally here in the Maryland area. And for Cheryl from Baltimore, who is going into surgery tomorrow. And uh, uh, Cheryl, you know, it's, it's kind of an emergency surgery. So we ask if, again, God's favor, and his will be done in her life uh, regarding the surgery scheduled on tomorrow morning at 6, six o'clock okay. a.m. Right. Right. Amen. And I believe that's it for prayer requests on this end. Okay. Brother Hillary? No, I don't have a request um, today. But I okay. can definitely let you know that... Um, very soon, I will have something to tell you. Okay. All right. All right. Praise Thank God. you. Praise God. Praise God. All right. <laughs> <laughs> wonderful. Wonderful. The most gracious and heavenly Father, as we come together in corporate prayer, Father. First, we it's, we want to lift up those that are absent from that are not present here on technology. So not absent from the mind, but just not present uh, for service today. And that would be, as we've already shared, our senior pastor. Father, we just want to ask that you equip him, give him the strength as he goes out. He's been practicing with the hiking, but just give him the strength, keep him. May he stay, you know, for his, his physical body, the nourishment, the hydration and everything that he needs. And may he return home well and back to his home safely. And may his home be safe when he returns to it, Father. For uh, my, my son and my grandsons that are not present, I pray that they are well as they are out. And, uh, they said they would be back in time, but they have not returned. So, Father, I pray that everything is okay with them and that they will be obedient and listen to the recording, Father. So many will listen to the recording. We pray for Sister Kay as well, who is not here physically with us today. And Brother Ty and um, Brother Jonathan. And oh my goodness, I can't think of the other brother's name right now. But Brother Father, you know those that are not present with us. Michael and Sierra and so many others. Sister Flo and Sister Turner. We know she's celebrating a birthday today. So Father, we pray that all went well. 
last night as they celebrated her, but that you will give her peace and blessings as they continue to celebrate her born day today, Father. So, Father, we just thank you for the ministry as we grow in leaps and bounds with all of our ministries and partners that you keep us safe. And, Father, for those that have suffered a loss and those that are going into surgery. So we want to ask for prayer for Mother Vincent's family, her entire family and the ministry and those that are partners to the ministry. Father, keep them, keep them in her absence. Build them up where they may be weak. If it is your will for the ministry to carry on, then restore it, keep it, restore those areas that may be may have been in, in limbo, Father, so that they may all come on one accord and every member, that is every fruit of the Spirit, every gift when I say member, not the physical members, but every member will come back together and then the physical members will pick up the pieces on one accord for that ministry to carry on as they know that she has gone on to glory and she is resting right now. So she's in a better space than we are, Father. Amen, amen. But that you will take care of those that miss her, that will mourn her, and the business of the church will continue on and not fall by the wayside. So Father, lift her family, comfort them, and be with them, Father. Thank you so much. And then for Sister Ramona, the stepdaughter of Brother Carr, Father, I pray that you will touch the family as well and touch her, be with her and be with the family. Father, as she carries on, as she continues, Father, just strengthen them, strengthen them and comfort them, Father, and let them know that you are the light, you are the way, and you are the caregiver in these times. So allow them to look to you. The same with Cheryl as she prepares for surgery. Allow her to look to you. Allow her to pray with those that are going to administer to her. May they be Christ followers, but may there be a kind word that she shares with them for their eyes to light up, for her to know that they know you and put her in a comfortable setting as they prepare for this surgery. Father, I know that you've even done miracles before the surgery and people will go to cut and not be able to find what it is that they were going to search for in the first place. So Father, we're not going to we're not going to move that out of the way, right? But as we pray, Father, we ask that those that are administering to her body that they know you too, that they have a relationship with you and that if there is something for them to go in there and remove or go in there and repair, whatever the case may be, that they will find it, they will do it and it will her body will heal in a miraculous way. So Father, we pray for healing for her body and we pray for peace and rest so that her body will be able to replenish itself before, during, and after the surgery. And Father, I'd just like to add one more. My precious sister, Annie, as they shared all the contents of, even with my daughter, similar to Mother Vincent. When she passed, they said she sat up and she smiled and she looked. She was sitting up and she looked up 
And then as she gave her last breath, she called out and she just said, look, y'all. So we know that she saw you, Father. But I know that her mother, as I talk to her, she says, I'm well. But Father, we know she misses her only child. Father, I can only say with Sister Christine and with Angela to, to lose a child, I cannot imagine. I cannot say that I know what they're going through. But Father, I thank you for being their ram in the bush, the, the one that keeps them, that every time they get weary or look down or, or just think that they see that ram in the bush and know that you are there, that you will send a comforter for them and that you are always present. So that ram in the bush is just a reminder of the sacrifices that are made, but also the comforter that is always there. So Father, I thank you. I thank you for keeping them. And I thank you for our grief ministry that you've allowed to be born out of an experience that Sister Christine would have never expected to be doing, but how she has been victorious through it and being diligent and being your servant. And I pray the same, that when my sister is ready, that she will be able to share and be that beacon of light of you to others when she is ready. So in Jesus' name, we pray and we thank you for all those that are not present and I may not have called their names, but just touch them and continue to care for them. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. All right, family. If nothing else to share, I will go to our closing song for the day. You all have a blessed week. God bless everyone. Chasing feelings, spirit. 
peace. Spirit, amen. amen. Have a blessed rest of the day, everyone, and a glorious and blessed week. Amen. You too. Thank you. Shalom. 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 Right, what were you trying to say? Uh,